You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Well, well, Grand Rising, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and so glad to have y'all with us in the Black Media Matter studios. Of course, we have a great show for y'all on this thorough Thursday or, you know, our resident life coaches in the building. So it's like, think it through Thursday. He's going to be giving us some tips at the end of the show here. Uh, we're going to be hearing more about how you can become a real lifer. But before him, I get to sit down with Nicole Harvey. She's also here uh, on the set with me today, and she's going to be telling us more about Jazz Ed. You guys have been hearing us talk about this and their amazing programs to bring jazz into the youth and into our community. So I'm so glad that I'll be able to talk with her as well. But of course, this is the top of the show, so it's a great time for you guys to tag and share the stream. Go ahead, please tag and share the stream with folks you feel can benefit from a daily dose of dope right here on the day with Trey. Also, if you cannot watch our show, don't worry. You guys can find us as a podcast as well. Anywhere you find your favorite podcast on over 200 different platforms, Google, Spotify, iTunes, you name it. We are there. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. So we definitely have you covered. Uh, we want to keep some of these messages alive. I know for those of you who were able to see the show yesterday, uh, thank you so much. People were reaching out like, wait, we couldn't hear when this and that. Well, we made it work. So you guys can also check out the interviews with Dwayne and Simon that happened later on in the show. You guys can check those out. They're all over our socials. Make sure you guys uh, hear what they had to say, because for me, you know, I want y'all to be inspired. And both of their interviews were truly inspiring. So, so thankful to them for being on the show yesterday. And of course, to Brian Callen who always gives us the scoop on Seattle News Views and Brews. But also, I got to say that, you know, we, we've been keeping this message alive. I mean, Dwayne was talking about Elixir of Love yesterday. And you guys want to get your tickets to this amazing show. Elixir of Love right now until August 20th is going on at the Seattle Opera. It is a beautiful show, amazing vocalists. And I'm telling y'all, I mean, these are highly trained professionals when it comes to their opera, that their voices, their, the ways they utilize their voices. I'm learning more and more with every opera that I attend, but this one right here is very, very lighthearted. It is great for the family. It is family friendly. It is funny. Uh, I had a great time. So I want to make sure you guys cop your tickets for that as well. And, you know, we are going to be talking about this throughout the show, but Jazz Ed, they have some programs open right now. They are again providing some instruments to, uh, you know, scholars that are from grades four, grade and up. So make sure you guys check out Jazz Ed. I'm going to be diving into this with Nicole later on in the show. So excited to do that. And this is really exciting. This Commercial Tenant Improvement Fund. Oh, my goodness. The Office of Economic Development has invested $1.9 million into a fund. You guys can apply if you have commercial tenant improvements that are needed, um, especially for those businesses that have been impacted by COVID. You can apply for up to $100,000, which is no chump change, no small fee. They could go a long way to make sure that you are able to retrofit your commercial space for the needs 
needs of your business. Um, there's a lot of businesses that are opening in the community that need this fund and that need to take advantage of it. So please make sure you guys check out the link. Uh, Curtis is putting it right there in the comments for you all. So you guys have easy access to apply for this fund. Now, uh, I, I get to take a quick break before I bring in my next guest, Nicole Harvey from Jazz Edge. She's going to be telling us all about the programs they have there and about her role. So stay tuned after this short break, y'all. You're watching The Day with Trey. I'm the man show skiban like a Jamaica first comb. Capella like my stuff can't come, immense like my Ghanaians come, if you like my librarians come. Who's now at a broker? You want importer, exporter. Seattle, huh? Join me at the eighth annual Madaraka Festival. Yes, on the 13th and on the 14th. PS62. Oh my bad, Join, come outside, come outside. It's a charity event. It is a free event. And of course, I'm here to support what one vibe has been doing in Africa. Anything given is always part of what I do. And, um, and I cannot wait to be there. So if you're still sitting down, you are on a long thing. We're going to eat your love rice. We're going to chop life. We're going to, oh my God, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Feel it. Don't touch it. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, And joining me right now is Nicole Harvey in the building from Jazz Ed. What's up, Nicole? How are you? I'm good, Trey. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you so much for joining me in the Black Media Matters studio. Oh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're glad that you are here. And this sounds like a phenomenal program just from what we've been sharing throughout the week. Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit more about Jazz Ed. How did this start? Yes, great question. So Jazz Ed was created about 10 years ago by our executive director, Lori DeCook, um, in partnership with some other parents from Garfield High School and Clarence Acox, who was the former jazz band director uh, back in the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, based on watching her own sons go through the music education program at the Seattle Public School District, she really quickly noticed that the further along they got in their music education pathway, the wider and more affluent those classrooms got. So she banded together with Clarence Acox and Robert Nat to start the conversation and Jazz Ed was created out of that to increase access to music education specifically for black and brown youth and uh, to help them continue exploring our music specifically as their own education and personal growth. You know, this is really important. I mean, I, I come from the Garfield era mm. of Clarence Acock. Okay. So I definitely <laughs> understand like his influence and, yes. you know, what he brought to, you know, jazz for the local community, but also internationally. Mm -hmm. I mean, that uh, they've traveled, they've won all over the place. Absolutely. And I think you're so right when we talk about access. And even now, people in the community are like, uh, you know, Garfield isn't what it used to be. It's, mm -hmm. you know, our area has been gentrified. There was yep. this whole push to bring in international students. So yep. there's, there's less of a presence of black and brown families mm -hmm. at Garfield. Mm -hmm. But I love the fact that this came from a time where there was that presence and really there was a need to really diversify yeah. jazz in general. Yeah. So tell us more about your role because you are the community and family engagement director, director yeah, right? Yeah. So tell us a bit about how you're taking on that role and how you're being connected to bring these opportunities into the community. Yeah, thanks. Uh, 
Great question. So I was brought into Jazz Ed about a year ago. Um, and kind of, as I mentioned, Jazz Ed was created specifically to reach those black and brown youth who, for whatever reason, variety of circumstances, economic, racial, institutional barriers, um, were not continuing into those higher uh, level performance opportunities. Um, and despite as much, despite how much uh, success Jazz Ed has had over the past 10 years, um, we are acutely aware of our own access barriers within our organization, which is true of any nonprofit. Um, you can't solve all the problems in one day. So when I was brought on, Lori, um, our executive director asked me if I would be willing to focus specifically on community engagement and building community partnerships to intentionally build that student pipeline that Jazz Ed was intended to reach, um, which is why the organization was created. So what I do specifically is manage the programs team um, to implement this community engagement strategy, specifically a place-based community engagement strategy that kind of flips traditional arts models on its head. And instead of asking students and families to do all the work, if they happen to hear about us to fill out the registration form, bring their students to our facilities, so on and so forth, to quite literally mobilize our organization and to get us on the road and to get us out into the community and build intentional relationships with schools, community-based organizations, so on and so forth, to bring our programming into a space where those students and families already seen valued, are already feel seen and already feel valued and um, feel safe and figure out a way to bring our programs to them um, without requiring any initial investment be made by our community partners. Because far too often these uh, relationships are transactional. So I pitched the idea, I'm like, what if we just offered free community classes to these people as a way of reaching those students, as a way of reaching those families, and trust that like that work that we're doing now is going to naturally bring folks along over time instead of trying to force students to to fit into the program model that we had previously been operating off of. That's a really specific strategy, Nicole. Mm -hmm. And I, I can only imagine that you are absolutely right in terms of its effectiveness over time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm always telling folks who are looking to be in community or listen to community. I'm like, when you become a part of community, it becomes, yeah, you yeah, know, it's like, yeah. it's a no brainer at right. that point, because really for many black communities in, in particular, mm -hmm. the need to build that trust is up front. Yeah. Because in order for me to know that this is an institution that's going to take care of my child, take care of my scholar, I need to be sure that I can trust this institution, this organization. I can trust the individuals that are going to be having access to my child. All mm -hmm. of those things are like up front and maybe for many communities. But I'm talking specifically about what I what I experience as a parent, mm -hmm. as a mother, and also what I see um, with those families that I'm around oftentimes that are saying, look, you know, I, I didn't do that because I wasn't sure the representative they sent was a little bit sketchy or, mm -hmm. you know, I, I've never seen them out in community. And, you know, I think it's very true with so many different industries. So I love that you guys have said, you know, instead of us being like, this is where we are. Come, come, come. You're like, no, where is everybody else at? Yep, where are the yep. families already at? So we can yep. connect and plug in with them. Absolutely. How do you feel that it's working in your year now? You know, after yeah. a year of really being able to uh, begin to implement this strategy, mm -hmm. how do you feel it's working for Jazz Ed? I think it's uh, been incredibly successful um, and it's been a lot of work and we're growing and we're learning in the process. Um, what that actually looks like in practice, especially emerging from the pandemic where everybody's still trying to get their bearings, especially in the school and like after school context. Um, what we heard loud and clear is like, yes, we want these opportunities for our students, for our scholars, but we can't like do the work of getting our students to you. We can't 
have an after-school program because busing is an issue right now, or these pa parents are working and they can't come back and pick up their school, their scholar late. So what um, we've been doing is starting the conversation in the beginning of last year, and we implemented a community kind of pop-up class curriculum at the start of this calendar year, so at the start of 2022. And what that looked like was us building uh, strategic partnerships with a handful of schools and community-based organizations such as Mary's Place, Launch Seattle, Bailey Gatzer Elementary, to name a few. And uh, we were just like getting in front of people. We were tabling at recess. We were doing ukulele after school clubs. We were doing Weebop. We were like trying all the things, you know, just to get the music in front of people, especially for those kids who wouldn't otherwise have access to those opportunities, um, just to see if it was a good fit. And it wasn't perfect. And it was a little bit bumpy. And we heard some feedback and we were like, okay, we're going to shift. Um, but going into this next year, uh, we're going to have four satellite locations with uh, Seattle Public Schools, in addition to Rainier Prep Middle School, in addition to two um, community partnerships with Launch and Mary's Place that we're going to continue to build out that curriculum to continue to bring more students and families in. So um, I'm really excited about the progress that we've made. I just hope that we can keep the momentum going. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you guys yeah. are off to a great start, yeah. Nicole, and that you have been an amazing addition to Daz. And if, if somebody out there in the ethos or anybody watching or listening, make sure you look right there in the camera. Let them know how they can plug in and be one of the families that are being serviced by Jazz Ed. Yes. Um, if you are a student uh, in fourth through 12th grade, or if you have a student or a scholar in fourth through 12th grade, and you're interested in exploring music education, whether you're a beginner or you've been playing for a long time, we have a seat for you and we would love to have you join us. Uh, this fall, our academic programming starts the first week of October and will continue through June with various opportunities. And we have that sliding scale uh, tuition policy. So families get to choose what they pay, no questions asked. And to find Find more information, you can go to www.seattlejazza.org or you can email us directly at programs at seattlejazza.org or you can call us at 206-324-5299. Oh, amazing resources. You came prepared, Nicole. I got it. it. You got it all in. You got it all in. Thank yeah. you so much for Thank joining you for me having today. Me. Thank you for your work out here in community yes. to bring jazz to our families. It's necessary because we are the originators of jazz, uh, right? Yes, and so yes. the last thing we need to see is it not, you know, staying in our community. We need right. to keep Absolutely. a hold of that and really Absolutely. make sure that our scholars are excited mm -hmm. about jazz. So thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Yeah, well, what a great, uh, phenomenal way that jazz ed is being intentional to serve communities of black and brown families. You guys heard all of the ways to connect with them right there. Make sure that you are plugging in. I know, like I said, look, my, my Scott, my youngest one, he's only in uh, third grade. So maybe next year I'll be looking at some opportunities. And I also think that there's some ways I'm going to be talking to Nicole about some of these other opportunities to connect with families. So there might be some things you guys may hear about in the future. But of course, uh, coming up next is our resident life coach. He is in the building. We missed him. Oh, it's been a month since we've seen him. Curtis Calhoun is going to be giving us another real life or tip after this short break. Y'all don't want to miss this because y'all know y'all can use this in your lives. Stay tuned, you guys. You're watching The Day with Trey. What's happening, y'all? It's Rail Be Free. I'm here to let y'all know that August 13th and 14th, that's a Saturday and Sunday, from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. on Pier 62, Waterfront Park. 
it's going down. We got the Madaraka Festival 2022. This is an event that's free of charge for everybody. So pull up, bring your family, bring an appetite because we're going to have food, bring an appetite because we're going to have live music. African culture is going to be on showcase. Your boy is going to be performing on August 14th. Uh, that's the Sunday event. Uh, y'all pull up. It's free of charge to everybody. We celebrate African culture, African diaspora. It's going to be a lovely time. Looking forward to seeing y'all. Holla at me. Welcome back, everybody, to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and of course, tonight y'all are gonna want to check out Clapback Culture with my girl Julia Jesse. Uh, it looks like maybe Omari too. I'm I'm telling you, you guys know they cover topics I can't always cover, so make sure you guys are tuning in tonight for Clapback Culture. But of course, right now I get to sit down with Curtis Calhoun, our resident life coach, is back in the building. What's up, Curtis? How are you today? Peace and good morning, Trey. How you doing? Hey, I am well, brother. I am well. I cannot complain right now. I am grateful to be back in the studio with Glad my converged family yes. absolutely but but you know we we have a recap that we definitely need to cover because <laughs> we were like wait a minute what was the last what was the yeah, last yeah. tip make sure you give us a quick recap before we get into this week's tip most definitely so let's start at the beginning we went through the first three episodes we went through the first set of three right so the first one was a real lifer always gives 110 percent the second one is a real lifer is 110% accountable for everything they think, feel, say, and do. Uh, and then the third one is a, a real lifer makes their word bond and keep it impeccable. So it's easy to understand why all of those are important. Yeah. We want to be consistent in all of our actions and develop good habits and routines. We want to be 100% accountable for the things that happen in our life because we don't want to blame somebody else or not uh, have in our own hands the ability to manifest the things that we want. And then the other one is just credibility with your peers, colleagues, you know, and like they say, your reputation precedes you. So if you're known to have, be a person of a good word, good character, uh, then it's always good to be able to have that and use that as leverage. Yeah, you know, this is for me, I think even as a young person, I always thought it was important, you know, and I, and I don't know if it was because I was the oldest of, of four siblings, even mm. at the time, two siblings, then three, then four. Right. Yeah. But there was something so special about how my parents received me mm. in that regard. So I was always like, OK, if for nobody, for no other reason, yeah. I got to make sure that they keep this good relationship I got with them continues, yeah. right? So even as a young person, I always felt that, okay, if I'm responsible, if I do what 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 I say I'm going to do, I do what I'm, I'm supposed to do, yep. uh, you know, it, it puts me in this certain lane. So I love how all three of those really fit together. Yeah. It, it brings us really to real life or tip number four. Share with us what we got going on. So real life or tip number four is a real life or pursues personal growth and development daily, mm. right? So number one, so we got four and then 4.1. So number one is be coachable. Find a coach or a mentor who will work with you and help to hold you accountable. And this was one of the biggest things I think that affected my life because all through my early 20s and 20s or probably early 30s, I was just you know, if somebody could just be my mentor, if I could trust somebody enough and, and somebody had the success that I want in life and they would be willing to share that with me, it would change my life. And eventually in my late 40s, <laughs> I found somebody uh, who could step in and fill that role. And, and from that point, I've seen my life change dramatically. So that's 4.1. 4.2 is read, listen and watch personal development material daily, a minimum of 60 minutes a day. So this is important. And, and let me go back a little. My personal growth journey started 
uh, at Seattle Central Community College when it was still a community college with Minnie Collins. I took a coordinated studies program. So one of the uh, yes. artists from the Liberty Bank building uh, was a, a instructor, their professor, and she presented to the class something uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And it talked about self-actualization and moving up the, the, you know, the ladder. And that was kind of the first thing that kind of piqued my curiosity about personal development. Now, the second thing was uh, I, about 23, 24 years old, I joined the Amway business. Right. So with Amway, they have the Amway company where you have the products and, and all the things that come from that. But I worked also with a group called Worldwide Dream Builders who taught you how to be a better distributor through personal development. And that's kind of where these 12 principles well, not the principles, but the concept of it comes from is they had eight core habits that you had to do to be a solid distributor. And then if you wanted to be hardcore, they added about three or four. So from there, we used to listen to tapes at the time. It was tapes, cassette tapes, <laughs> read books, uh, do different things, attend different functions, have mentors, things like that, that helped us to be a better distributor. So this is where some of this development comes from with the real life or the coaching and the things that I do now. Now, back to real life 4.2 uh, is read, listen and watch personal development material every day, six, minimum 60 minutes a day. So that's that part. Mm -hmm. uh, real life 4.3 is evaluate every experience and see uh, where uh, or how you, you can be more efficient in your actions to be able to reduce the amount of effort and increase the result. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is important because as you learn, if we go back up to the top, I think it's uh, 2.3. It talks about evaluating negative experiences mm -hmm. and those negative experiences from that. You go back to where there's that why in the road and you determine, OK, what could I have done differently to get a better result? But here you take a positive result. OK, this was good. But how can I improve on it? It's almost like in, in Black Panther. I love that line where Shuri said, yeah, just, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But no, it's like always be improved. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if, if we find something, we need to streamline the process, streamline the system, whatever it is to be able to make it more efficient the next time to have less effort and bigger results. Curtis, I mean, these are first off, let me just go back to you talking about coordinated studies programs. <laughs> Because I did coordinated studies program at Seattle Central as well, and for I'm those sure of you, I was there before you. Though. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm sure, well, I'm not going. Uh, yeah, probably. But I will say this: for those of you who don't know, coordinated studies program is basically it, it reminded me of elementary school because what you are, you're in a cohort that studies all subjects together. So from like 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., you're in a classroom with the same individuals learning different. Mm -hmm. Uh, subject matters yep. uh, based in a collegiate environment. Yeah. It was something so, it was life-changing for me to be in the coordinated yes, studies well. program. And I remember being like, uh, I'm not sure, exactly. but let me go ahead and yep. see if this is for me. And was phenomenal, a game changer. And I yes. really wish that more colleges would understand that something there's something specific about learning in a cohort model. It goes mm -hmm. back to that village mentality for yes. me, because as we're all learning these different subjects, we're able to build relationships, bond, yes. have a greater, I think, connection to every subject matter, because now we know the classmates mm -hmm. in every, every subject doesn't anyway. So I could go on <laughs> and on about, that. but I, I love that you um, were saying that from, your studies at Seattle Central, yeah. you also were able to take some of these things. But 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 what you're talking about here is so key. You know, for me, 
every day. And I thought about this as you were going through it. I'm like, yep, you know, finding a mentor. What does that look like? Somebody that can hold you accountable, but it's also somebody that allows you to raise your level of uh, efficacy. I think because, because of that accountability piece. So you're like, wait a minute, you know, I know I'm gonna have to talk to them. I know they're going to ask me. So let me get it on. You know, this is, it's what I'm doing right now with my coach, Pasqualina, you know, my (laughs) trainer, because if I don't send her that green check mark, I mm. feel like, oh, yeah, I got to do this. I got and I can't send her the green check mark without doing the workout. So there's this constant level of, you know, um, uh, rotating uh, accountability where she's got to send me that workout, you know, that I got to yeah. do. I've got to send her that check mark. We have to do this check in, even yeah. if it's virtual. And I there's something that is really holding me my feet to the fire in that regard. Mm-hmm. But I also said after my dad passed. Curtis, that Mm -hmm. this was something I needed to take to another level Uh in terms of my health and wellness. So I love that part in this real life or tip number four. Mm -hmm. But all of these tips really come together. I mean, as you were just describing the list again, I'm like, man, this is phenomenal. But it's also what a lot of people would assume they already know. Tell us about how you break that barrier, because some folks are like, well, I know this, man. I know. But it's like, Mm no. Are you living it? Are you doing it? Well, well, that's exactly it. All of us know this. This is not nothing new. And and this is not the end all be all. There's other things also that you could use to be able to develop personally and create success in your life. But the thing is, are you acting upon it? And like you said, the key is finding somebody that can hold you accountable to help you do it, because it's easy to let ourselves down. You know me, I'm, I've been trying to lose weight and shed some pounds, but man, them cookies look good. That cupcake look good. Donut look good. You know, and, and for some reason over my, my older years, I've developed a sweet tooth. So it's a lot harder. And then I've obviously as I get older, it's a lot harder to shed the pounds. But uh, like I said, if I have somebody like you said, if I have somebody to have to check in and that I'm accountable to, I'll be a lot more likely to do that because I don't want to let them down. It's easy to let ourselves down or, or to just, you know, brush it off and say, ah, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's that accountability piece from that uh, uh, mentor or coach and even your spouse or your partner or just your best friend, anybody mm-hmm. just letting somebody know, because once you put it out there and this is why you see me over the last year, put a lot of my business stuff out on social media because now I got people looking for those things. And now they're holding me accountable. And I really do not want to let them down. We talked about it in a previous episode. Once you've developed this certain, you know, level in community and in, in, you know, the society, you want to maintain that and you never want to let anybody down. You always want to live up to people's expectations. Yeah. You know, and I agree that, you know, we need to be looking uh, for ways to improve our lives and improve ourselves and improve our output. I think, um, you know, that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. No, you can always improve. It's so true. But a lot of us don't think like that. And again, sometimes what we've been talking about on every episode is the need for self-reflection because all of these principles and all of these tips um, in terms of the real life or tips, they all really make you have to look at yourself with a real clear lens, no more fogginess. So (laughs) Curtis, I just appreciate you so much for bringing these uh, real lifer tips to the day with Trey. Of course, got to give you that time. Look right there. Let folks know how they can connect with you. Well, first, I want to say thank you and allow me this platform and opportunity to be able to share this. Uh, But for the connection, uh, you can reach me at Curtis R. Calhoun on Facebook, uh, Twitter and LinkedIn. And then Curtis Calhoun LLC for the business on on all of those as well. And then CurtisCalhoun.com. 
All right, Curtis, you're amazing. Thank you so much Thank for being you, with Trey, us. Thank you, Trey. You're amazing as well. Absolutely. You guys, this is always a great show. And of course, after this short break, I get to wrap up what we experienced today and give you a little tip for tomorrow. Stay tuned after this short break. You're watching The Day with Trey. Hey there, it's Trey Holiday. And of course, Besa and I had to take a trip back to Market Street Shoes to grab some items. They always know what to show us. And let me tell you, we both spent quality time to be sure we collected some amazing additions to our wardrobes. They have some of the most unique bags, shoes, and accessories. I mean, the whole shebang. It's always a good time when I get to shop with my girl, Baker. Make sure you go check out Market Street Shoes, y'all, and you too can walk out with some dope gear. Welcome back, everybody, to the David Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and what a great, phenomenal episode on our Think It Through Thursday today. Of course, I got to give a great shout out to my guest, uh, Nicole Harvey with Jazz Ed, who was here giving us all of the details about Jazz Ed, phenomenal program that they're offering, and really their intentionality to serve black and brown families is so key to make sure that we keep jazz diversified. Also, of course, our resident life coach in the building back once again, Curtis Calhoun with that real life or tip number four. All of these real life or tips are things that you guys can take to utilize in your daily lives. And he's making it super accessible. And as he said there, even if your accountability partner is your spouse, a friend, you know, a family member, somebody that is holding you accountable that you kind of have to report back to, to let them know you're doing what you need to do. I love how he said that even him being more intentional about putting his business out there is because somebody's holding him accountable. So it definitely is this cascading effect of mentorship. I love that. And of course, I was inspired by both of my guests today. I want you guys to be inspired to see yourself as a part of the solution always. And coming up tomorrow, we get to end the week with Jennifer S. Tucker. She's going to be giving us some more details about RUDS Rub Initiative 2.0. Uh, you guys heard earlier in this week when Omari got to sit down with Lewis Rudd himself. Uh, I'm so excited that, you know, he was here and that we get to end the week uh, with Jennifer S. Tucker, who is so phenomenal in this effort as well. And we're going to have a special guest with artist Yaddy will be in the building. So we'll be also wrapping up some more about Madaraka Festival before the festivities begin on Saturday. Make sure you guys tune in. And until 11 a.m. tomorrow, peace. <laughs> Atinga chati kubudirira Mwari alipaluti wipendura mbayu chirwa Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective. Praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.